You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi at the Ready and 20 service, London. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church UK, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Hewitt-Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful sermon.
Let's talk and make our promises of what we'll do for each other. I promise to be nice to you and very, very cheerful too. And you promise to love me about our promises oh beloved let's talk about our sweet love oh let's keep oh, 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 oh. Mm, our sweet Draw me an hour and after thee. 
time to give your best to the Lord. Now is the time to go all out. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. This is the best chance you will ever have. Pay attention to the call of God. Give yourself and Ready at 20. Are you ready for the word of God? I said, are you ready for the word of God? You see, I wasn't here last week. So I think I'm more excited than you are. I said, are you ready for the word of God? You know, I've been waiting to do this for, I think it's been five months now. 
five whole months. But I believe last week we had a wonderful message on take up your cross. And I believe today we're going to hear another powerful message. Yes. I mean, I like preaching, but I'm so glad today that I am sitting down to listen to the word of God. So ready at 20, if you're excited as I am, help me welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard Ayi. Come on, as we sing our song of praise. Thank you, Lord. We are thankful, Lord, for opportunity to be here, serving you, praising you, worshiping you, rejoicing in your presence, and rejoicing with our brothers and sisters. Thank you, Father, for this blessed opportunity once again. I pray that this evening, Lord, you will speak to us. Help us, Lord. We need help, Lord. Help us by your precious Holy Spirit guide us by the power of your word. Thank you for direction. Thank you for hope. And thank you for healing. Heal our hearts. Heal our doubts. 
Heal our confusion, Lord. Heal us, Lord, from every work and seed of the enemy, Lord. Thank you for a blessed time in your presence. May there be clarity, may there be understanding, and may there be light. I praise you, Father, and I thank you for the opportunity to be standing here once again. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say, Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Well, amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you, thank you. Take your seats. Yes. Yes. It's all right. Okay, take your seats. Thank you. Let's hear the word of God. Yes. Yes. It's also good to see you. It's also good to see you again. Yes. But last week I was here. You are behaving like I wasn't here. Okay. Yes. So, it's good to see you after a long while, isn't it? Yes. It's a great blessing. It's a great blessing to be back. And to see all of you here still in the faith and believing God. I'm happy to see that you still go to church. Yes. Okay. By the grace. Okay. You have to say it like it said in Aston. By the grace. Yes. Matthew chapter 16. Last week we started sharing on... Um, Take up your cross. So I really want to continue sharing with you on take up your cross. Because I believe that the power of the cross is one of the key things, if not the main thing, that makes all the difference in the life of a Christian. The power of the cross. So when, when you see, and perhaps maybe today you will see the life of Christians without the cross. You know, um, um, what do I mean by the life of a Christian without a cross? I think that there are some Christians who do not take up their cross daily, like Jesus said. Jesus said, Jesus said in the book of Luke, he said that take up your cross daily. You know, there are some that don't take it at all. They are born again, they are born again, they are religious, they are in church every time, but there is no cross in their lives. There is no cross. You can see that the life the person is living is Christianity without a cross. If Christianity without a cross. And Christianity without a cross is different from Christianity with a cross. And you see, and when Jesus says that if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily. Daily. It means that every day when you wake up, you have to ask yourself that today, what am I going to kill? Because last week I was able to give you just one of the meanings of the cross, which, 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 is, which, is, which is what? To die. When you take up a cross, cross is not, it's, cross is not taken to a party. Cross is not taken on holiday. We don't, we don't take crosses to um, um, Spain. 
or to, or to Greece on holidays. When you take up your cross, when Jesus took up his cross, where did he go? He went to a place called Golgotha. There he died. There he died. So now when he also says that you too take up your cross, he doesn't expect you to wear a cross around your, your neck. You know, like my friend here has a nice cross around his neck. Yes. You know, which is nice. Wear the cross, but now we need to know the real meaning and implication of having a cross in your life. Because you see, you can, be, you can be in the church. You can be in the church and not be following Christ. That's what I'm saying to you. You can be in the church. You can be in a basenta. You can be in a sonta. You can be in a, I mean, name the things. But you are not following Christ. Because he is saying that. He is saying that if you will come after me. If you will come after me. If you will come after me. In other words, if you are really coming after me, him, you will have a cross. You have a cross. Yes. If you are following Christ, there must be a cross. Not if, not, not if you are in the church. Not if you are part of a denomination. Not if you are part of a constituency. Not if you are part of a basenta. He said, if you will come after him, following Christ. Following Christ is about having a cross. And what I believe we have to understand is what does it mean to have the cross? What does it mean? If you have the cross, what will you be like? Because you see that there are people who are in the church, but they haven't made progress spiritually. They haven't made progress and they, they don't seem to be progressing. They seem to be doing everything else. They pay tithe. They give offerings. They don't smoke. They don't drink. They don't, um, what else? You don't want to say it. <laughs> they don't do what? They don't go clubbing. And then what else? <laughs> they don't do all, all the things. All the things. Welcome, sir. Yes, they don't do all the things that you don't do or you claim not to do. By the grace, by the grace, by the grace, yes. But there's no cross. And because there's no cross, you see that the person is not advancing spiritually. The person is not going where God wants him to be. You see, when Paul stood there, he said, he said that, I count all things are done. It's like everything is meaningless to me. That I may, that he said, that I may attain or apprehend that for which I was apprehended. Because there's a goal, there's a prize, there's a call, there's a ministry, there's something that God has for you. You know, I don't want you to get to heaven and then it's like, you were supposed to be this very anointed person. And you have come, you have come with your bare fingers. That's if you will make it there. Because I even think that without the cross, you are even in danger of not making it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Being, re being religious is not the same as being born again. 
And you get to heaven and it's like all the things you are supposed to do, all the ministry work, following God, entering to the ministry, serving God, you couldn't do it and you can't do it. Only because you left out the cross. Because you had Christianity without the cross. Christianity, Christianity without dying to yourself. Christianity without suffering. Christianity without acknowledging that this is how to be a Christian. Take up your cross. And look, I'm so, I'm so happy that I'm reading the words of Jesus. I'm so happy that this one is the words of Jesus. It's not the words of Paul. It's not the words of the Apostle Paul. It's not the words of Apostle Peter. It's not the words of Timothy. It's not the words, it's not the words of John. These are the words of Christ. If, if any man will come after me. There are even songs about it. Today we've had two songs. Two songs on this verse. If any man will come after me. If anybody at all, anybody at all is interested in Christ. I want to know Christ. I want to follow Christ. I want to be with Christ. If anybody at all is interested in this thing. He is saying, number one, deny yourself. Number two, he is saying, take up. Your cross. Not he, Jesus' cross. We've praised him. We have, at the end of the service, we'll have communion. To remind ourselves that he went on the cross, he died. Yes, he, he's done his part. He's done his part to give us access into it. But he said that that access, when you come in, there's also a cross that everybody must take. Everybody. Everybody must. Everybody has their cross. Every single person here has your cross. You'll be watching me, clapping for me, cheering me on. But for all you know, I'm carrying my cross. And pressing on. And pressing on. And pressing on. And pressing on. What about you? Where's your cross? What does your cross look like? What are you supposed to do? Matthew 16. Let's read the Matthew 16 um, bit as well. 24. Matthew 16, 24. Jesus said to his disciples, he said to who? His disciples. Why? Who are the disciples? The students, the people that are being taught, the people that are being trained. He said to them, he said to them, if any of you, if any of you that have been admitted into the college of uh, Jesus Christ Studies International, any of you here, any any of you students, really want to follow me, then, Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Don't live a cross-free Christian life. Yeah, it's an empty Christian life. It's an empty Christian life. You don't, you don't, there's no power. There's no power. You know, the the scripture says, the scripture says, let's, um, the scripture says, the scripture says something. Yes, it says something here. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 3. Are you still here about taking up your cross? Yeah. 2 Timothy chapter 3. It says that, it says that, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous means dangerous, okay? Why? Why would perilous times come? 
It says that because men shall be lovers of them own, their own selves. Not because, not because there will be dragons on earth. <laughs> not because dinosaurs are coming back on the earth. No. Not because there will be armed robbery. Not because murderers, murderers will increase. The, the reason why there will be danger, there will be perils on earth in the last days is because men shall love themselves. That's the, that's the danger. That's the danger every Christian should think about. The danger you are putting yourself in is because you are not denying yourself. You are rather loving yourself. Loving yourself, pleasing yourself, satisfying yourself. That's the danger for you. Not because, not because I'm robbers are coming. No, 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 no. Not because of earthquakes. Not because of earthquakes and floods. Not because interest rates are going up. Yes. Yes. Not because of inflation. No. 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 Not because of madness. But because you, you, as you are sitting here, and you say you are a Christian, you like yourself more than you like God. More than you like what God wants. You like, you really like yourself. So he says, perilous, perilous. It's a, a danger to who? You are, you are becoming a danger to yourself. And to maybe others that you could have led to Christ. Yes. Men shall be lovers of themselves. They shall be covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection. Without natural affection, but they want to be accepted in church. Truth breakers, false ac ac accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Verse 4. I say evil. Traitors. Heedy. High minded. Lovers of pleasures. More than lovers of God. Then, 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 after he's given us all the list of the things, then he says that, you know, they have a form of godliness. That is, they are like religious people. They are in, they are in a church. They are in a church. They believe in church growth. They are happy around. They are, they, they are happy. I mean, it's like, it's like they, they, they are... They are in the church. They are religious people. Yes. They have a form of godliness. When you say, say this person, when you mention, which church do you go to? Say, oh, I go to church. You mention the name of the church. But no power. No power. No power at all. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power that goes with godliness. That is, that is, the power to change and the power to transform. 
and the power to cause you to advance in the things of God. I mean, the problem you had in 2019, you still have that problem now. That is, that is the problem you had when you went to first year. You are still struggling with that problem today. The only reason why you still have that battle is your denial of the power of God. And, and, what, and what God has made available for you to be able to overcome that difficulty. Which is, deny yourself. Deny yourself. Yesterday I met a brother, he was saying, and I said to him that you've grown lean. Your neck has become small. And then he said, he said, he said yes, Bishop. And I asked him, is it deliberate or, or, or it's a sickness? Then he said, it's deliberate. I said, why? He said, because I'm fasting. He said, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. I'm fasting for this church that I'm, I'm handling. For this church that I'm fasting. He said, I'm fasting for the church to work. He said, I'm fasting and praying. Then I said, no further questions. No further questions. Yes. If you can deny yourself, you will see the power of God. Yes. I have, I have not told, told him to fast. I've never asked him to fast before. I've never even discussed fasting with him before. That he should fast and pray. I've never discussed fasting with him before. He has said, I said, your neck has become small. His neck has become like my little finger. So I was asking him, brother, why? Why has your neck become so small? He didn't want to say it. He said it's deliberate and he was quiet. And I said, why? Because now I was getting worried. Is it a, a new disease? Is there a sickness? Is there a problem? And he said, no. I am fasting. Even the fasting wasn't coming out. I said, I said, brother, I can tell that yes, energy levels are low. But you see, when you see him one day with the power, you will think that he is lucky. You think that he, he is lucky. He has got it easy. He has got an easy, he's got an easy area to pastor. So things are working. You see, when you get to heaven, remember, remember this, if you remember. Never get to heaven and say that you are not given opportunity to do things for God. Yes, when you get to heaven, remember that opportunities came your way. But you just went up to the point of godliness, religious, nice. I don't do this. I pay my taxes. I don't lie. I married one person. Oh, God. Even though I wish I could have three, but I took one. And God, I stayed faithful. Faithful. God, faithful. I never changed. And I stayed with her. What about your calling? What about the power? What about the power for others to be saved? What about walking and entering into your ministry? Oh God, I had first class. If we went to heaven by first class, a lot of people won't get there. A lot of people have no class. (laughs) A lot of people have no class. (laughs) Yes Yes A lot of people have no class 
Then others have a class through tribulation. <laughs> yes, through tribulation and difficulty. They have some, they get some classes and they come out cooling with a, a certain class. You don't know the name of that class. But some of the things that you may be boasting in, you get to you say, no, please don't. It doesn't work here. It doesn't work here. The angel will be saying that we don't, we don't even understand what you're, we, we don't even understand. We, we, can't, we don't even understand what you're saying. What you're saying, we don't understand. We can't relate with it. We can't relate with what, what you're what you saying you achieved on earth. Because we can't find you. We can't find you amongst the people who have achieved and attained great things. We can't find you on that list. Then you'll be asked, by the way, have you heard the word cross before? Were you told about the cross? What did you do with your cross? Someone said his, his wife is his cross. <laughs> you, your wife is not your cross. Well, I don't know if she is to, I mean, carry her well. <laughs> yeah. I've, heard two, I've heard two people say their wives are their cross too yes. I mean both of them I don't know them I heard of them hmm? two, two, different, two different people say that someone said this wife is his cross yes Through the wife, he's entering the ministry. His main, his main difficulty that he has in his life is his wife. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe like uh, Paul said, I have what a thorn in the flesh. Yes, maybe. I mean, you see, sometimes you don't, you don't know a lot of things. Yes. You don't know what someone is going through. That's what sometimes we can advise you early. When you see the signs. And you believe you have a call on your life. We say run for your life. Run. Run for your dear life. So, the godliness thing is a problem. Just being godly. And just being there. You know, just being religious. Like, like that's all. But when it gets to the power. After you are born again. Now let's see the power of you advancing in the things of God. You haven't advanced. You graduated in 2019. You have not advanced. You say you've been serving God. You got, born, you got born again in 2020. It's been three years now. We're in the ninth month. Where's the Christian? You're still, you, you still playing games with the, old, with the old nature. You know, the old self. The old self is still playing. It's still playing with you. The old self is still playing around. Tells you do this, this. I mean, but, but you are godly. Do you understand godly? Because you are in church. I mean, church, you are in church. Tithe, you pay tithe. Offerings, you give offerings. Drinking, you stay, you stop drinking. Mm. Galatians chapter 5. I'm just talking to you about denying yourself. My last point will be another meaning of the cross and then we go. Yes. Because I need you to understand what it means to deny yourself. Yes. 
to how to deny yourself. Because that's not like we are playing, we are playing games. We can't even see ourselves as the danger for not advancing in the things of God and not moving forward in the things of God. Have you found Galatians? Galatians chapter 5. Okay. It's a beautiful passage. Verse 24. Let me read verse 24 first. Wow, we'll see. God is with us. It's almost time for me to sit down. Galatians 5.24 says that, and they that are Christ's, do, do, you remember, do you remember who is Christ? He said, if any man will come after me, deny yourself, take up your cross. So he said, they that are Christ's, those people, they have crucified the flesh. And what does the flesh, what's the package of the flesh? It's affections and lusts. Change the version. Yes. Change it for us. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Change again. Yes. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Change again. Ah, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with his passions and appetites. Try one more. Try one more for us. Try one more. Yeah. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good. Crucified. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you see, my dear friends, I'm just telling you that this is your Christianity combined with the old nature and the old self is very deceptive. You have been deceived. You have been deceived. You better, you better press restart. Because this, this is your cool Christianity. Where your, your aims and your this, uh, ambitions and things is these carnal things. Your, your aim as a Christian, all you want from God is a car. You, don't you have cars? There are cars. You get a car. All you want is first class. You will get first class. You will get first class. When I look to my left, I see first class. When I look at my right, I see first class. There are first class students here. When I look at the back, I see first class students. I mean, there are first class people here. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I'm serious. I actually see them. There are, are first class people around. Yes. There are barristers around, there are, there are, there are, what, doctors around, there are engineers around, there are teachers around. I mean, I see them, I see them. They are sitting here. They are sitting here. 
holiday, don't you go on holiday? There are people who go on holiday. There are people, I mean, people go on holiday. There are people, like, when I, I look like this, I can see people who have just returned from holiday. I mean, solo, solo, there are even solo holidays. But as they buy a ticket alone, they go and sit on Ryan Air and buy ham and cheese sandwich that you, by the time it comes, the plane is landing. Sit down, sit down. Which is good. Which is good. You should get your first class. Why don't you get first class? What class do you want to get? Yes. You should get your first class. You should drive a nice car. You should live in a nice house. Where do you want to live? Live in a nice place. Are you not tired of the uh, uh, um, council flat? When the lift, you're on the seventh floor and the lift is broken. Yes. Live in a nice house. But, you know, it gets to a point, if you understand your Christianity, where you will discover that that is not God's sole aim for saving you. Because these things go with your appetites and your feelings. And you, without Christ, you would have had that desire. If you don't have those desires, then you're a fool. I mean, you don't have a desire to do well in life. Then you're not so smart. I mean, then you're not so smart. You don't have a desire to do well. Do you think those who put the message on, um, those who put the percentage of alcohol on the bottles, do you think they are Christians? To tell that, oh, this one, just a little bit. I mean, it's not, it, the, the aim is not, the aim is not to go to heaven. That's why they said the percentage of alcohol in the drink. Or those who write on, this, on the cigarette packets, uh, smoking kills. I mean, do you think they are evangelists? Or your lecturers who keep helping you to ex- giving you tutorials, explaining things to you, what you should change in your in your essay and your this, to write it like this. But, I mean, do you think their aim is to get you to heaven? It's just to give you a good life. And so what I'm saying is that all these things are there. You will have it anyway. You will have it anyway. You will have you will get all the, I mean, if you have just even an extra slice of a brain. You are expected to, you know, have a desire to do well in life. But now Jesus says that if you come after me, deny yourself, nail these things to the cross, nail them to the cross and come after me. let's Let's do ministry now. Let's serve God now. Let's advance in the things of God. Let's advance in the things of God. That's what you see. People are becoming comfortable with perversions. Perversions. Because they don't want to control the flesh. And they expect the church to to be silent on it. And say, it's okay, sit there quietly. Sit there quietly with your perversions. Satanic, demonic perversions. We should be cool about it. 
because at all you are serving God. that you can't control. When the Bible is saying that, who has changed my passage? The Bible is saying that, Kusi, nail it, nail it to the cross. Nail that feeling to the cross. Nail it. Nail it. Say, they, they that are Christ, have, they have crucified the flesh. That's why you see, you know, in time past, in time past, when you see a Christian, you know this guy is a Christian. Oh yes, in times past, when you see it, he's not those. When you go, to, when we, we sit, when we sit in the hall, we sit in the room. Let's say in the on the university campus or anywhere. You see, this guy is a Christian, and then slowly, gradually, you know, emphasis changes. You see, when an emphasis changes, does it mean that what is written is not written? Gradually, now you can't tell anymore. Yes. But you see, I'm showing you. It's not that somebody is hyper-spiritual. I'm showing you what the Bible says and what Jesus said. That there are some things a Christian is not supposed to follow. A Christian is supposed to kill those appetites. Because they are unchristian. They are unchristian. There are a lot of things that look as though it's neutral. It's neutral. It's like it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Let me take off my clothes. Let me, you know, wear skimpy clothes and then, you know, do anything. It's like as if, as if it's okay. Now we're going to backtrack on Galatians 5. Okay. I, I, came, I wanted to read this one first before I read verse 19. So that you know, so that, so that when he says that he has crucified the flesh, what has he crucified? Uh-huh. What has he crucified? What has he crucified? So you see that he's saying that now these are the works of the flesh. So you see clearly the things that, the things that must disappear from your life as a Christian by the power of the cross. First group, sexual immorality and sexual perversions. So he lists them. Oh, yes. You, you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't be so comfortable with as a Christian. And you have sexual perversions and extracurricular sexual activities. Then you come to the church, then you go and look for a boy from the street. Then you say that, oh, uh, he, lo- he loves the Lord now. So we like each other. And you were just sleeping with him yesterday. And you are coming today. I mean, what are we fools? Do you take, do you take the church as a past? Does the church look like Hollywood? That everything is pretending. Everything is lies. Nothing is real. (laughs) 
you sit down so that I can preach. So, yes, that you see the first batch is sexual immorality and sexual perversions, which he, he describes as adultery, fornication, uncleanness. You know, so he's put a lot of things into one word, uncleanness. There are, there are, different, there are different dimensions of things that make you unclean. You, you, when you finish, you know that you are not clean. Then lasciviousness. Next. Okay, so, so it ends with lasciviousness. Then we have the next group, the next group of things, which is, which is, which is like, it's, it's a works of the flesh, but it leads to satanic, devilish, demonic powers, which is idolatry. You know, this, this, this is the, the, the deception. When it starts off, it's not, it's not, it's not like, it's, it looks harmless, like idolatry, when something becomes your idol. It's like, I must, I will die, I will sacrifice everything for this thing, even more than God, even more than God. You see, whilst God is saying, sacrifice for me. You are sacrificing for something else that you really, you really want and desire to have. So you can miss church. You can cancel out your calling, cancel out your ministry, drop your ministry just to get that thing. It's an idol. And you see what I'm saying to you that it has a power. It has a, look, the only thing that's at stake is your salvation. Satan may not get you in the first set. He may not get you in the first set. But now he's thrown at you. Don't you want to do well in life? Don't you want to have this in life? So now you are, you are captured. You are captured by that thing. You can't serve God anymore. Your service, your service to God is reduced drastically. Drastically reduced. Because you don't have time for God. All your time and your sacrifices and your, your devotion is given to that idol that you have found. The idol that you have found. That's idolatry. It starts as work of the flesh. An uncontrolled pleasure. Oh yeah, it's under me. I would like to get more of this. I'd like to get more of that. Oh, I can get more of this. Oh, I think I can get more. Oh, I can rise. I want to rise. I want to rise. I want to, I want to rise. In this. Nobody is saying don't do well. That's like if you have a slice of a brain, anywhere you are, you should do well. But it should not replace your love and your devotion for God. It should not replace it. It's a slice of a brain. And I keep saying slice of a brain before because the last and the only time I've been to the, to the morgue to see a postmortem, I saw this brother who had passed away. His brain was taken out. There's a way of opening, opening the head. It cut round like this, and it opened like a cup. Then you see, you see the brain. It comes out like it's it's quite soft. Then they slice it like this to check whatever they are checking. I'm a preacher. I don't know what they were looking for, <laughs> but they sliced it like that. It was sliced, sliced. And the person is lying there. You see, the head just is open. You can open the head like and pull the skin and pull your face. Your face becomes, yes, 
Then they finish, they pull it back and they put it back on and sew everything. Then you go for the funeral, you see the person back with a normal face. It's been open, everything has been done. Where is this thing? So see, I'm saying that if you have just one piece of that brain that I thought has been sliced, I think you should have a desire to do work with it. Yes. But not that now. Your time you have for God. Your energy you have for God. Has been taken over by something else. That is where the thing becomes demonic. It becomes spiritual. It starts controlling you. Yes. That's when, that's when now you can't give offerings anymore. Yes. You won't give offerings anymore. You won't pray anymore. All your prayers are to this thing. All the things you talk to is to that thing that you want. There's no time to be in church. No time to serve God. No time to work for to work for God. Age no. But you work for the church. He said that's what uh, Paul wrote. First Corinthians ten twenty. Twenty. I think twenty sounds different from two. It says that, but I say, the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. Everybody is sacrificing. Don't think nobody is. Everybody is sacrificing. Everybody is sacrificing. Everybody is sacrificing for something. And he's explaining here that what the Gentiles, when you see them sacrifice, they are sacrificing to devils and not to God. But you, you may think you are sacrificing to, to God, but you're not sacrificing to God. You're sacrificing to devils. Because what God wants you to do, you have abandoned it. Hey, how I pray nobody here will abandon their calling and their ministry and their service to God. I mean, I pray, I pray you, you, won't, you won't leave it and walk away. Mm. Extra time. Yes. Take me back to the Galatians. Take me back to the Galatians quickly. Yes. So you see, idolatry. So I'm trying to explain to you, when it starts off, when you have an idol, when you have an idol, you know, you, you may not even realize that this thing is that your idol. This thing is what is preventing you from serving God. I've seen a lot of ladies abandon their yeah, Christianity because of a boy. Oh, yes. Because of a wedding. Because of a wedding. They are not serious at all. It's like, hey, let me follow this boy. This boy should not leave me. Yes. Then the next one that falls in this category is witchcraft. Which is manipulating and control. Again, it starts like nothing. So when I say to you that you have in your life a witch, it's not like I'm, I'm joking. Because when all the facts are clear, you have, to, you have to walk away from this person. You can't walk away. I'm not saying quarrel with I'm not saying so. I say walk away from the person. You cannot, unless you are not called, unless I'm so obsessed with this call and the ministry and God, maybe I'm so obsessed with it that I feel like, what, what are you even part, going to partner with? And see, when it evolves, 
then it becomes what you know about witchcraft. Of powers, of people who fly. Yes. Then you enter into the Halloween world. But otherwise, it starts from works of the flesh. I, re- I really like this thing. I can't, you know. So that thing starts controlling me. That thing starts controlling me. That thing starts controlling me. I really like this person. To even the person's moods, the person's ways, the person's attitude. You can't address it. You can't correct it. Yes. You've left it. You have been controlled. You have been controlled. You actually have nothing in common. Your, vi- your, visions, your visions are parallel. Do you know what parallel means? It could have headed in the same direction, but they never meet. That's parallel lines. When it's opposite direction, it's very easy to pick it. What is dangerous is when it's same direction, but there's no point of convergence. If you remember a little bit of your maths in, in life, you should remember things called point of convergence. Yes. I don't know how far you went with it. Yes. Maybe yours got finished. Your got finished at uh, GCSE. Okay, no, GCSE is, is change of subject. <laughs> and, and enlargement. Yeah, so, no. Then you didn't get far. Our visions are different. Even the person's behavior is different. Even the person's behavior is different. You are kinder. You you want to act like you are kinder than God. You are tolerating things that God won't tolerate. Oh, yes. He's tolerating things and tolerating people that God won't tolerate. people and allowing people of dodgy characters into your life and into leadership roles in the church. Hey, and you don't understand why the person should be dropped. The person should, you should, even you when you are dropped, you should say, you shouldn't write a letter and say that thank you very much for making me aware that I have deviated. You should write a letter to the church and say thank you very much. Not that you'll be fighting and say no, I should be kept. You should be careful, yes. So this is the second group, which I think falls under, under, under the title, the occult. Then the next, the next group, the next group, which is quite a large group, which usually we don't pay much attention to, is attitudes. Yes, attitudes and relationships. I'm sure you think you have to be crucified, you should crucify don't forget, don't forget. I'm sure you think you should, because suddenly you don't know. It's like, what should I crucify? Well, I think, um, I think I'm okay. I mean, I go to church every Sunday. But you go to church every Sunday, but the fornications are there. The idolatry is there. The witchcraft is there. Yes. I mean, you you're allowing yourself to be bewitched. In addition to your idols. What took you out of church? What can bump you out? It's your idol. It's your idol that can bump you out of church. What has made you walk around and told you are not called? It's the idol. It's the idol of 
a dream of having something. It's like I must, I must fulfill this dream. That's what has bumped you out of the ministry. Maybe you could have been a missionary somewhere. Preaching to souls, winning souls for Christ. But here you are. Writing notes of Bishop Richard. You've been writing Bishop Richard's notes for how many months now? Even Jesus, after uh, not even after three years, whilst he was with the disciples, he sent them out to go and preach. He sent them out to go and preach. He sent them out. You say you can't be sent. Because of your idol. Because you have an idol. You have an idol. You have an idol, which is your dream. Which is contrary to what God wants from you or God expects from you. And next, I was talking to you about attitudes and relationships. So you see, envyings. Is that where it starts? No, no, 20. Go to 20. Go to 20. I think there was hatred there. Yes, hatred. There's hatred. There's variance. That's like divisions. Yes, there's emulations. There's wrath. There's strife. You know, Paul wrote again, he said, so long as there's strife amongst you, are you not carnal? That means, are you not dominated by the flesh? So there are some things when you see, you know that, no, these people are dominated by the flesh. They are godly, but deny the power. Church, they're always in church, but there's strife. been around for almost six months or however months it is. You don't know how you count. But I'm so happy to see every Sunday that you are in church. That you are there. That you won't say that. You won't say that. As for me, as for me I'm, I'm for LP Danda. I mean, who doesn't like to be loved? I'm, I'm also, I also like to be loved. I'm happy that, I'm happy you are happy that I'm back. I mean, I'm happy. I can't lie. I mean, no. Yes. <laughs> ah, seditions, heresies. These are attitudes that, that, and that affect relationships. 21, 21. Let's close, let's close the service. Envies and murders. Okay. Then the last group is sensual self-indulgence. Which is drunkenness. Drunkenness. And revelings. Wild parties. Going wild. Going wild. Drinking, boozing. We have a song, you are going to go to hell, isn't it? You are going to go to hell. By drinking, revelings, raves, partying. If you don't kill this thing out of your life, you can't follow Jesus. No, you can't follow Jesus. You can't follow Jesus with this. You can't follow Jesus with this. You can't follow him with this. Even if you hide and do it, you can't follow Jesus. 
He's saying, crucify, crucify these things. Crucify these things and come. Galatians 2.20. I'm closing. Don't worry, I'm closing. <laughs> no, in case you are worried, I'm telling you. I don't worry, I'm closing. <laughs> Galatians 2.20. It says that, you see, don't even say it. If you are not even say it. Stop putting it there. Don't say it. You can, you can, you can start from, I live. And Christ, Christ lives in me. Yes, you can start from there. But don't read the first part. I am crucified with Christ. You've been born again for a while, but it's like, you know, you see, some even, even when you get born again, you bring your old boyfriend from the world into the church and continue the past. You continue with it and say that we're going to marry anyway. <laughs> yes, you, you, this person, somebody stands and says, I am crucified with Christ. That means that the old person has been nailed. You are transposing the old life under the umbrella of first love. And then we should continue. No, you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful with that thing. You have to be very, very careful with that thing. Transpose in the old life, old attitudes, old ways, everything. Just move it in and say, okay, now I'm in first love, but you know, I'm still the same. I go to church. I go to church. Instead of watching football, you go to church now. Meanwhile, the real power and the real thing that has to be done is crucifixion. That is, kill the thing, kill it. Put it to the cross. Let it die, let it disappear. Make a decision and let some things and some people disappear from your life. Yes. Instead of being pampered, instead of allowing yourself to be pampered, and be told that the counselors tell that, oh, it doesn't matter, it will go. That's why it will go. Crucify it. Will. Take the cross and nail it. Separate yourself from some people. Separate yourself. I don't think, I, I, I lie not, I don't think I cross over with even one friend when I got saved. I mean, even one. I left all of them. Oh, yes. I left all. I came into the church alone. I don't have a friend. And I started making friends in the church. I left everybody. Even my own siblings were in danger. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 To a danger of a certain fellowship. Of course, I will talk to them. Of course, they are my brothers and sisters. I will talk to them, relate. But they were in a certain fellowship. I don't think I, I offered it. Sometimes when they want to tease me, because now they are all, they are all born again. So they only want to tease me. They say, hey, you, when you got saved, we remember this, this, this. You were like this. I said, yeah. Now you understand. one friend. I'm 
even have a friend. It's like, okay, outside of church, I'm hanging out with this person, talking the old talk, you know, dreaming the old dreams, feeling the old feelings, having the old things. I remember the last one I tried witnessing to him. And he told me that he's Lucifer. Oh, yes, he was my friend, my real close buddy. Yes, I said, Look, now I found a good life, a better life. Let's go to church. And he was arguing. And I was also talking hot, hot afternoon, hot afternoon, talking, discussing, debating. At the point, he said, If you are Lucifer, then it's not talking that can save you. It's prayer. <laughs> he died last year. I asked whether he goes to church. I hear he goes to some Rastafarian something, but he's also bald. I didn't plan for you to laugh. <laughs> I am crucified with Christ. This is what it means to be crucified with Christ. All these things must be dead in your life. All these things must be dead in your life. How many of you have identified one or two things that you think are still lingering? It's still lingering. It's still, it's like it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. Especially suppose there are big brackets when we're reading the works of the flesh. There's a big bracket of things there. But you see that, mm, you know, I've gone, but I've not gone very far. Finally. just mention Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. It says, and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So, my second symbol for the cross for you is, it's a symbol of obedience. So, obey everything you have heard. Then you are carrying the cross. Yes. Obey everything you have heard. Obey everything. Obey everything. Obey everything. Maybe to me, if I go, for example, if I go on holiday, it's not sinful. I will not, I'll not even be tempted. You see, one day, I, a, a Christian brother was preaching. 
And he said he was in a hotel room. And he opened the fridge, the hotel room. And he said he saw bottles of beer. And he described, he described the pain. That the beer was sweating. Meaning that it's very cold. And he said, look, he had to close it quickly. And pray, Lord, save me. He said, now as I was sitting there looking at him, I was like, I can't count the number of hotel rooms I've been in. And the number of times I've seen beer. That it doesn't even occur to me that it can, it looked to me like a raid. When I see beer, it's like raid. Do you know raid? Raid cockroach killer. The insecticide. It looked to me like the insecticide. When I see, it doesn't even occur to me that this thing can be drunk. He, when he sees beer, he has to crucify his appetites. I don't have to crucify anything. I don't, I, I don't even notice it. I don't even notice it. So he said, well, there are some things that you have to take out of your life. Not because you see that, hey, this is happening. This person has that, so you are also going to do it. You, you will destroy your Christianity. You will destroy your Christianity. Destroy your Christianity because my cross is different from your cross. If I start telling you the things that I have to sacrifice, you say, You say, You say, Bishop, take your, take your cross. Yes, you say, Well, take your cross. I'll like my little, little cross that I just have to close a fridge, then I'm okay. what you have to do. I was in my 20s when I was appointed a pastor. I was in my 20s. Yes, I was in my 20s. I was, I was not in my 20s. I was in my 20s when I gave myself to the work of the ministry. I was, I was in my 20s when Bishop sent me here to start the church. To start the, to start the church from scratch by the grace of God. also in your 20s now. What is God asking from you? What is God expecting from you? What does God want you to do? And what are the things you need to sacrifice and take out of your life and nail to the cross so that you can do what God wants you to do? When you enter into your 50s, you can also say that, you know, there are some things, I nailed them. I nailed them to the cross. I got saved in 1985. As I'm telling you the story that I dropped all my friends, changed everything. This, this, that's 1985. Some of the prices were paid many years ago. Today you may see, today, today what you see, you may not see the things that you have to do now. Did you start a church in London? Pray about it. No, pray about it. You, you, have, to, you have to pray about it. You're going to start. Never lived here before. If you're a lay person, you have a job. The church even started before I married. So it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like now you have two wives. You have to manage marriage and, and grow a church. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because I've not lived with a woman before. 
I have not even had a girlfriend before. I had a beloved and I married him. So now how to how to man how to manage this woman? And then the church. This one is calling for you. This one is calling for you. I did that 30 years ago. I did it 30 years ago. Now it's your turn to do some things. It's also still my turn to do some things. What I have to do now is not marriage or start a church or that, that is not, that is not where, that's not my, that's not my rank. That's not where I am. You have to do some things now. You have to kick some people out of your life. You have to kick some habits out of your life. And I'm just saying that the cross is a symbol of obedience. You just have to obey. 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 My wife really wanted to live in Ghana. She really wanted to live in Ghana. I'm telling you. She really wanted to live in Ghana. And I said, she's met this man who also has been called and has been sent. But it's not going to be Ghana. It's going to be here. She really wanted Ghana. Hey, the Ghana. She wanted the Ghana. Oh, yes. She wanted the Ghana. Let's keep pressing on. Let's keep pressing on. It will work. It will work. Let's keep pressing on. You also have to make your decisions and obey the call. How many of you are happy that I didn't go to? I didn't go back to Ghana with her. Yes, I could have gone to the Ghana with her. We could have gone back. Say, let's go back to the Ghana. Yes. Yes. You don't want to pay your price now. Because you have some idolized witch you want in your life. So you don't want to pay the price to even see the way clearly, to see clearly what has God got in store for me. What has, you see, you have to believe in the moves of God. You have to, you have to be spiritual enough. When you see some things, you know, this, this must be God. This must be God. This must be God. Jesus, everything was, everything was God to him. Even when he was being taken to the cross, he said, this must be the will of God. That I'm going to the cross. Who doesn't want to live? That he's been arrested. People who are close to him have betrayed him. This must be the will of God. This must be God. This is God. This is God. He even, he even told her that you don't have power to do anything. This is your time. This is your time. And the power of evil. Or power of darkness. He said, this is it. It's your time. It's like, you know, so that's when you see some moves in your life. Instead of crying, dance. Yes. Instead of crying, dance. When some things are going out of your life, some things are being taken out of your life. Rejoice. Yes. Rejoice. Rather be happy that, hey, I've been, it seems I'm being set free from something. God has something for me. Unless you're not a prayerful person. But if you're someone who prays, like, look at that noise. And then you see things moving in a certain direction. Enjoy it. I fight for things. I try to keep things. I try to even keep people. Because I like people. I'm the pastor. I like people. I try to do this. But it gets to a time. It's like, now, am I being stubborn? 
Is God telling me something that I'm not hearing? You get so angry, the fight, the fight will be over. You don't fight, you don't, you don't fight some things. I say you just let it roll so that we see what it really is. You don't fight some things in life. Stand to your feet and let's go. Just obey what you have heard. Just obey it. yourself that you'll be obedient. You'll be obedient. You'll be obedient. Yes, pray for yourself that you'll be obedient to the core. To the core. To the power of God. That you will take up your cross. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. And follow Jesus. And follow Jesus. And follow Jesus. Pray. Everybody here, pray. We're just praying for a show, but make sure you pray. Make sure you pray. Don't say there's nothing for me to say. There's nothing more to do. No. He said, take up your cross daily. 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 In other words, be obedient daily. Obey what the Lord is saying to you daily. What God is asking of you. What God expects from you. That you may enter. That you may enter. A little effort to see the glory of God. To see the power of God. A little effort. A little price. To see God. Hey, pray for yourself. This walk, this walk is a walk with a cross. A cross. Hey, 
the spirit is here. The spirit is here. What do you feel? What you are feeling? As he's drawing you. As he's moving you. It is the spirit of God. It is the spirit of God giving you a conviction. Giving you a conviction. Giving you a conviction today. Pray. He's drawing you. He's drawing you. He's drawing you. He's moving you. He's moving you. He's moving you. He's showing you. He's showing you what to obey. What to do. What to crucify. Lift up your two hands and thank him. Just thank him. Yes, thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Ah. Oh, yes. Help us. 
Holy Spirit, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us to get there. Help us to get there. Help us to walk worthy of you, Lord, with our cross. With our cross, Lord. With our cross. Every soul across. Every member across. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Help us by your precious Holy Spirit to live genuine, real Christian lives, Lord. Pure lives for you, Lord. Lives that are attractive to you, Lord. Lives that are acceptable to you, O oh God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Tonight, I want to pray with you. You are here. While every eye is closed, every head is bowed, you are here. Somebody invited you to church. But you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you've been going to church, but, you know, as you've heard God's word, you can see how distant you are from God and from Christ. This evening, you want to say that, Jesus, I receive your love. I accept your love. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you're here like that, just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand, very quickly. Lift up eyes so I can see you. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to God. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. Lift up high. God bless you. God bless you. You also want to join us. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need God. I need Jesus in my life. Just your right hand. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. And I'll pray with you. I believe there's one more person. One more person. Don't feel shy. Don't feel shy. Don't even think about your friend who perhaps has been fooling with you throughout the service. But you know now that God is calling you. Today is your day of salvation. Just your right hand. And I pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here. Come. Come. Yes, come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. If you want to rededicate yourself to God today, come. Take that bold step. Come out of the seats. Come all the way. Come all the way. Come all the way. Come all the way.
of you in front, say this prayer after me. Church, help us as we say this prayer. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Say, say, please forgive me of all my sins and of all my mistakes. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus died for me and he rose up on the third day. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for choosing me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, may they be blessed in you. May they see you, Lord. May they see you, Lord. And may they experience you, Lord, in a new way, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your help. In Jesus' name, amen. Please receive these gifts. It's for you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Please clap for them. Who is seeing them? Okay. So a lady pastor here will have a brief chat with you. Which way are you going to go? So why don't you stand here? All right. Okay. So please um, go with them. Amazing, 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 amazing love. Are you not excited to see souls saved? Yes, it's exciting to see souls saved. Such a great blessing. Take your communion. Above all power, above all when you take it, then you stand up to your feet.
Father, we thank you. We are so grateful, eternally grateful for the sacrifice on Calvary's cross. Thank you, O oh Lord, for Jesus' body that was broken for us. In Jesus' name, the body of Christ. Eat it. Thank you for the blood that was shed. For the forgiveness of our sins. For the washing away of our sins and our mistakes. May curses be washed away. May curses be drowned. May our mistakes be cancelled, Lord. May we be judged according to your mercies. And the covering of the blood of Jesus. Cover us, Lord. Cover us, Lord. Cover our defenseless heads, O oh God. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. Preserve us. Thank you for that mighty sacrifice. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Now receive your blessings. Now lift your hands for your blessings. found you, hold your hand, and lead you to the place that he has destined for you to be. May no one be able to steal you away from Jesus all the days of your life. May you be planted in the house of the Lord. May you bear fruit in your old age. May you be healed of all plagues and diseases. May you find the grace of God and the power of God. Receive healing. Receive healing. Receive salvation. Receive deliverance from your enemies. Every setback in your life is turning around for your good. In the name of Jesus, every difficulty is working out for your good. In the name of Jesus, let me hear your loudest amen. amen. Whatever you thought was bad news is turning around for your good in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord bless you. I receive it. The Lord give you peace. I receive it. The Lord make his face shine on you. I receive it. The Lord encourage you. I receive it. The Lord remember you. I receive the it. The Lord help you in your crisis. Amen. The Lord help you at your work. Amen. The Lord help you in your school. Amen. The Lord help you in your family. Amen. The Lord help you at home. Amen. The Lord remember you. Amen. The Lord remember your offerings this week. The Lord remember your prayers this week. The Lord help you from heaven this week. In the name of Jesus. Now lift your hand and thank God for his blessing that descends upon you. Supernaturally. Father, thank you. Thank you as we lift our hands. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. Ramando Shatalamanda Rebekebalinale Bolinabara. Haraman Belene Marino Negele Balebalade. 
Fremde semelunde baranilo mendele bakabarandarada. Talamandala mandalada. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody shouted your loudest, Amen. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Have a blessed week.